This episode of the podcast was taken from my YouTube channel, Rotunes Reviews, which has a lot of great LP unboxing videos, in-car album and book reviews, and also has the Brewtuned and the Wall of Soundtrack podcast as well. If you'd like to stay up to date with the latest content, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Rotunes Reviews. Hope you enjoy. My guest for this interview is Nate Bergman. Nate is the lead singer, guitarist, and frontman for the rock reggae band, Lion Eyes. The band has released six full-length albums, Danger, My Dear in 2005, Space Pope and the Glass Machine in 2008, Destruction Manual in 2011, Super Czar and the Vulture 2011, Jetpack Soundtrack in 2014, and Nuclear Soul in 2017. For more information about the band, tour dates, and merchandise, visit their website at www.lionizemusic.com. You can also find their music on Spotify and iTunes as well. Here's my interview with Nate Bergman from Lion Eyes. Hey, Nate, thanks for chatting with me and taking the time to chat. Really appreciate it. I'm usually shocked when anyone wants to talk to me, so, so I'm happy to So do. what's, yeah, no worries. What, what's going on with, with Lion Eyes lately? Um, so, so right now uh, with Lion Eyes, we have um, recorded a, uh, an album that we can't really talk about super hard right now, but it's, we have an album that's been recorded and it's in our back pocket. Um, awesome. We made that record with a drummer who's a very, very prominent rock and roll drummer. Um, and we're going to put out a bunch of other unreleased stuff uh, late, like right before the year's up now. And then uh, we're going to release that new record sometime in 2019. And before that all happens, we're going to go and do some tour dates in England and some tour dates in the USA with Clutch. Awesome. Awesome. It's a great band, man. Um, so some of our listeners aren't as familiar with Lion Eyes. You know, I, I, I know you guys are a rock reggae band, but I uh, was just wondering if you could share some of the, the band's uh, musical influences. Well, you know, we started out experimenting maybe like 10 years ago with a lot of with a lot of reggae stuff. But in the last maybe like six or seven years, we really haven't um, delved too far much further into that genre and have mostly focused I feel like we've always kind of been a rock band but we're massively influenced by like the Bad Brains and stuff so you know that's kind of where that that comes from so I I feel like some people kind of get into it with the notion that it's going to be like um, you know that it's going to be very reggae reggae influence at all but um, okay. I'd say in the heart of what we do, we're we're a rock and we're a rock and roll band, but we're definitely not afraid to like tap into other um, tap into other genres. Gotcha, gotcha. So, like in some of your previous albums, um, I feel like they had a more reggae kind of funk sound to it. But you know, with Jetpack soundtrack and Nuclear Soul. Feel like it has more of a rock sound. For sure. Um, was that was that intentional or just very, just kind of happened to very, work out that way? Very intentional, to be honest. I mean, we kind of used to shy away from the question, but I think now it's no, it's no doubt. I mean, we're just not super fond. Like our first 
the first big tours we ever did were with Steel Pulse, and we were hugely influenced by them, but we always still wanted to write kind of heavy riffs and rock music. Um, gotcha. And as the as the West Coast kind of Cali, they call it Cali root scene, I guess, as that scene kind of became more popular, like the, the, the stuff that came from Sublime, as that scene kind of became more popular, it kind of felt less authentic to us to be doing what we were doing because it was being so closely compared to that scene. And we always felt like we were more like Steel Pulse and Bad Brains influenced anyway. Um, so, so yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty intentional just to kind of be like, you know what? There's enough other bands kind of trying to make this hybrid happen. And, and I don't know if it's for the best thing for us to be lumped into that team. So we kind of dug in harder on, on the rock stuff, but all in all, like we're a song oriented band. We just try to write songs. So, you know, it's just what we were listening to at the time. And now we're kind of on to, to other pastures. I want to take a, take a moment to congratulate you on, on nuclear soul. It's, it's a awesome album from beginning to end. Uh, how have your fans responded to, to it? Um, I really, I feel like, um, I feel like that's probably the best received album that we've had so far. I mean, it kind of keeps getting better and better, but fans seem to really think that that record is the set is the, is the kind of moment we, we, we kind of started really understanding who we were and the kind of, the, the, you know, with the kind of funk and, and um, songwriting influence in there. I feel like that really exemplifies what the band is. Right. So I want to take a little detour and ask you kind of a, an art question. I really like the artwork for Nuclear Soul. Sure. Um, it's got the po- it's got the power lines feeding into what looks like an evil mind of uh, the ev- the evil Teddy Roosevelt. Um, sure. Okay. So for the band, okay. <laughs> for the band, what does the art represent? Okay. Sorry. Okay. So so I mean, basically, um, we we wanted to really represent this kind of like this political figure that was not really specifically anyone, but just kind of represented the wealthier, you know, um, traditional American politician. Right. So when we turned it into the label, they said, this looks too much like Donald Trump. And we think it's going to be too divisive to release. Gotcha. This was on the end records BNG. And so, so long story short, we basically say um, that's insane because even if that's what people infer, then that's what they infer from it. And then not to be long winded about it, but we fought tooth and nail over several weeks about how it looked too much like Donald Trump. And we were, we didn't really care. We wanted it to kind of be, you know, we wanted it to say something. And then we we didn't know how to change the cover without compromising our vision. So the artist, the artist Nick Lack, said, hey, why don't we put glasses and a mustache on them? And we did, <laughs> kind of as a joke, and we turned it into the label, and then, and then 30 seconds later they were like, oh, this is great. You're good to go. We love it. Nice. Glad it worked out. Yeah, that's so. Sorry to cut you off there. Um, <laughs> so the band has done a variety of collaborations with with um, you know artists like like Neil Fallon from Clutch, 
Eric Oblander from Five Horse Johnson. You know, Neil Neil appeared on the EP, you know, Mummies Wrapped in in Money with a a vocal part there. And Eric Eric and Tim on um, Space Pope and um, Destruction Manual. So how was how did those collaborations kind of come together? I mean, honestly, usually when we usually when we end up touring with an artist that we like, we end up jamming together on tour. And then after the tour, we stay in touch and we say, hey, you know, we think you'd be really great for this. Um, you'd be really great for this part on this record. And then it kind of, we kind of just ask them. And both, both uh, Tim, we've collaborated with on like four records now. Um, and Eric, we did one. And um, John Paul Gaster from Clutch has also been involved in producing and co-producing some of our stuff. So, yeah, I mean... We, we were lucky enough to also uh, on Space Pope, we grew up with um, Chris and I were childhood friends with this guy, Jason Marshall, who's uh, he's one of the world's renowned Barry Sax players, and he got to play uh, on some stuff with us. So we, we feel really fortunate. Actually, um, Jim and Nadav from Streetlight Manifesto played some horn parts on uh, on Superstar and the Vulture album. Yeah, we've been we've just been super lucky to have people who are super, really talented want to also play with us cool cool so so fire and athena i want to talk a little bit about that song it's it's a real standout on on the album i really like the acoustic intro to the song um can you talk a little bit about the genesis of that song and and what it means yeah so we went to um we went to greece for the first time a few um 2015 and we learned a lot about um, politics and social situations in that country where, to make it very simple, when, when they're displeased about something politically, they, as, a, as a society and as a country, they really take to the streets and make it known. You know, they'll shut the whole city down. And I found it, we found it really inspiring to be in a place like that because when you're in America it's so many people and seemingly everyone's very complacent about what's happening politically so when we were there we, we found it really refreshing um, and then we stayed in this neighborhood called Exarchia and the, na- the name of the neighborhood is the Anarchist and in that neighborhood people um, th- no, there's no police and there's no military allowed into the neighborhood. And the reason why is because the people who live in that neighborhood feel like they govern themselves. And um, in 2000, uh, maybe 2006, and then once in the 70s, uh, students were killed for protesting in that neighborhood. And basically, police are not allowed in or they'll, or they'll, they'll be beat up. And that kind of sends a message to the authority figures that like they should be more afraid of the people than the people should be afraid of them. And they're there to serve peace and they're there to serve people. So if they're not there for that intention, people, there's a backlash. And I I found that to be very inspiring. So there's a few songs on the album, election year, ain't a shame and March of the clones, which all kind of have political satire undertones um, has Lionize and I guess you have you been passionate about including politics in your music or is that just kind of started 
uh, amidst all of the craziness that's going on right now in the political like, arena? I think we've always had some political and socioeconomic themes in the record, and we usually let, like to let people kind of decide what that means to them. Um, I think a li- we were a little more outspoken on Nuclear Soul, and then this next record that comes out, you'll hear that it's, it's very, um, well, calling it political means we're involved in politics, which, like, we're not. Um, but we think, we think that addressing the craziness that's happening in the country right now is very important. Gotcha. So picking a, an album title is very difficult. Why did why did you guys name the album Nuclear Soul and like what does that mean? Um, it's a lyric from a song on the record, Nuclear Soul, and really we had all these we had all these ideas for names of records, and we made a list, and we basically crossed every name off the list. It was like twenty names. And this was one of the last ones left, and we were like, you know, it's kind of awesome because it's, it's a very soulful record. And yeah. um, also, I feel like we're living in this age of nuclear instability. So right. it kind of came together in that, in that sense. It, it really it really came together. It, it means whatever. It means whatever you think it means, really. There's no gotcha. super deep. That's cool. So this is going to be a random, random question, Nate. Um, I don't know if you know, but Clutch has a has a beer with uh, New Belgium called the Clutch Lips of Faith. Yeah, that and uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's great. And uh, I was just wondering, you know, we do a, a, a show here called the Brewtune Podcast where we pair beers and bands. Has Lion Eyes ever considered doing a, a beer with like a, a Maryland brewery, maybe like Flying Dog or something? Yeah, we thought about it, and we also thought about doing it maybe with Hellbender in D.C. Okay. Uh, so at some point, yeah, I think we will brew up here. We very were, cool, very cool. Yeah. So so uh, I, I understand you told me that you had an, an album in the works. Is, are there any other kind of things coming up for Lion Eyes? Yeah, so we're going to release some music that no one's ever heard from us, like in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's actually... It's kind of a continuation of Nuclear Soul. It's a two-song, seven-inch record, um, and then it'll be available on Spotify too. Called uh, Cyber Attackers. Um, it's very fun, and uh, actually, we collaborated again with Neil, with Neil Fallon, but this time he's on slide guitar. Super fun song on on that EP. Um, and then uh, very early in the new year, we're going to announce. Um, we have some big announcements about how we're putting this next record out and the content for the next record, but I got to kind of wait on that to, to, to kind of share, but it's, it's fully done. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, well, Nate, I really appreciate you taking the time. I wish the best of luck to you and the rest of bands, yeah. the rest of the band. And so much, man. We, anytime you want to talk or if you need it, if you need a beer taster for the other podcast, let us know. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. Cheers. This podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Acast, Google Music, Stitcher. So if you don't mind, please leave a review and give me some feedback. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm also on Untapped. My username is Brewtuned. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers.